welcome everybody to another wonderful edition of the world's best podcast about video games. That is Weekly Games Chat. This is episode, believe it or not, 362. That's a lot of them in their episodes. Uh, I have not been on every one. I'll tell you that much. My name is Sean. I've been, I did not, I, you know, I wasn't here on the first like two. And then there was a big gap I missed in a, a couple years ago. But hey, we're here now. That's where we're at. And we want to thank you for being here. If you happen to have joined us on twitch.tv, that's, of course, when you search for weekly games chat. Shout out to you guys. Uh, thank you for being here. And I want to give a shout out to our first timer today, Zone Out Kid. His first ever chat to us was Yo. So, you know, I appreciate that very, very much. Um, but wherever you, you know, you're listening from, thank you so much. This is the intro portion of the show. And what we do at the intro, uh, we kind of introduce ourselves. I'm Sean, and I'm going to now pivot, and I'm going to look. You can't see that if you're only a podcast listener. To my friend John, who's rocking, you know, the button up. He's got his glasses on. He's ready to do work. He came to work today. John, how you doing, bud? You know, they they really can't see what we do here if they're just listening. That's true. They can visualize it. I bet it's I bet it's hot. I bet it's way better than the reality. (laughs) It has to be. I mean, (laughs) just run the numbers. I mean, if you look at the guy in the pink room up there, it's got to be much better than. That is a pinkish room, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the guy he's talking about up in the pink room, if you will, uh, that's that's your boy, Chris, uh, who's who has been around since day one. He's a one. Uh, he was see the show used to be called, you know, uh, games and games with Chris and Chris. He was one of the Chris's in that. Now, now he's now he's Chris in weekly game chat, but he still does some good things. Uh, Chris, say hello to the peoples. Hello. My advice <laughs> to you is if you go to something that has uh, an asm in the title, you should be careful what doors you open. Uh, just just a word of advice. If you get that, good for you. Yeah, I, I don't uh, asms. <laughs> You should get Asms. it, Sean. You should I should get know it. that. You should. I should get that. Oh my God, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of the people in that episode did too. <laughs> that's 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 funny. Oh, it literally just. I got it. I wouldn't go. I don't go. If especially if it's annual, don't go to the asms. Even as as tempted as you might be. Uh, but like we, <laughs> I can't believe that went right over my big head. But it did. It happened. Um, Some things went over a lot of people's big heads. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> Some yeah, things they did. did not. Some things yeah. just full so, blast. So, so, <laughs> so, guys, when I realized what Chris was talking about, and it was the boys, this is his latest episode. You heard me legitimately realize that. Uh, but as tradition goes with our intro, we kind of like want to say some things or bring you up to, to par on what we were kind of doing this past week. Uh, uh, somebody in our chat, one of our loyal listeners, um, basically, uh, basically, and this is going to be a Discord exclusive. If you don't know who it is or reply or whatever, you got to join Discord and you got to go there. Uh, but we have one of our, our 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 folks, one of our Richards, got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically is not too distressing at this point. It's kind of like a cold, still sucks. But so I wanted to say on air. Buddy, I hope you get better soon. But what I liked is immediately we had some folks, and I want to highlight uh, two. 
I want to highlight two to just really give the sense of our community and why I love it so effing much. Uh, user Punkhead5150, he's on our Discord, wishes a speedy recovery. I didn't know this, but Punkhead also may or may not have gotten the COVID, very minor. Um, he had, His was more of an inconvenience because of work protocols. You know that they still have protocols out there about that. And also to Huck MS, who, who wanted immediately to tell our friend to feel better and gave some advice like to stay hydrated and sleep, basically rest. Um, but right then and there, that showed me what kind of community we got. The boys, I don't even know if we realize that because of this show, people have come together. They become friends. They do their they do their own things. They have their own ways of hanging out and doing things, which I think is is so cool. So part one of my intro for this week is to wish our friend a, a speedy recovery. Take it easy. And hopefully, if you decide to listen to this show, uh, it brings you a little joy for this week. Secondly, let's pivot. Uh, I did actually get some joy because I completed Sniper Elite 5 last night, uh, the main story. And I got to say, if you remember last week, I gave it a nine and I said I had to because of Sniper and Nazis and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to hold strong on that nine for me. Okay. I can see if some people want to give it a 7.5 or an 8 because of some of the shortcomings we discussed. But I got to tell you, this game does something super dope. Uh, so when you find out who the bad guy is, ultimately it's going to be your your job, usually around the last level, and you have one shot to kill the bad guy. Uh, and they do this in a way that I don't know of another game that does it, to be quite honest. But it's great. And uh, I want to just update you guys that I did complete the main story. Uh, I still give it a nine and, and we, John and I have plans to maybe co-op that, uh, they were going to be kind of pushed up. If you will, John was having some issues with the PC version of the game. Uh, but I think he got those kind of fixed, but, uh, yeah, there you have it. If, if you have game pass, definitely play this game. If you kind of like the, uh, espionage tactical shooter type vibes, which I mean, you can go straight up John Rambo on them if you want to, but I, I highly, I highly I, I would not advise that. Apparently, the German Nazi army, once they knew where you were, they knew how to make like military formations around you and shoot you. And they have developed cloning, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there there you have it. Uh, but I know, John, you know, that seems like I had a lot going on in my intro, but it, it wasn't. It was two little things. But uh, John let me know that he had a jam-packed weekend. So I'd like to maybe open that up and see what what John did this weekend. Not much. <laughs> Classic John, right there. Now, I um, I had the I had the privilege as sort of a um, Father's Day present. Um, I went with my brother-in-law to um, the fully loaded tour, which uh, which is like um, sort of like a c- comedy festival. Instead of bands, you get comedians. Um, so we there was like it, it, it was up in Gwinnett County, North Atlanta, um, and and the show was sort of featured, uh, kind of put together by um, I don't really know how you pronounce his name, Bert Kaiser. He's the Kreischer. guy that Kreischer, yeah, Sean. He's the, he's the guy who does the stand up with his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> Sean. Hilarious. Yes, the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But he does, he did like eight, he does like, it was a two week tour with like eight, eight dates. And we, and, and we got, um, and we got tickets to one of them, but, uh, Jay Okerson was there. Um, 
So Brian Simpson was there. Um, Joey Diaz was there, which and he just he just got the biggest standing ovation I have ever seen when he came out. Um, Shane Gillis was extremely funny. Uh, Mark Norman was there. Uh, Nikki Glazer, she took her shirt off. Hmm. Um, but just a really fun time. It's a good lineup um, right there. That was a yeah, really good lineup. It was one of the things you know. You guys know how much I hate crowds, and you know how much I hate people. True. Um, put those together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And you're one of the your- things, but one of the things you like, you go to a venue, like you go to a theater to see a stand up comic, and everybody, the lights go down, and everybody silences their cell phones, and everybody gets quiet and they enjoy the show. One of the problems, um, and, and, you know, I give it like, you know, a minor, it got bad at times, but sort of when, like the opening acts, like Brian Simpson gave the, was, was sort of the first act. Um, and he could be hard to hear at times because we were sitting up further, further up in the stands and people in the back were still walking around to the concessions and getting things. People were just walking around in the back, talking, in. not worried about what was going down on down there. And it was very hard to hear some of the acts. It didn't really clean up a little bit until maybe the, I think the third act was Nikki Glaser. And I think everybody shut up when she took her shirt off. Hmm. Uh, but it was, it was all around, uh, a really good time. I got a, I got a t-shirt. You got to get a t-shirt, right? You got to get a shirt. If you go to the show, um, buddy. heard, uh, heard Bert's famous machine story live, which was really cool. Um, still hard to believe that, but according to what everybody says, it's 100% true. Like his classmates, it is his classmates chimed in. Yeah, of course, I know it is. But his classmates chimed in and said, "If in case you don't, you know, back when it was going <laughs> viral, they were like, in case you have a hard time believing this, I was there, and I could assure you, everything he said happened, happened." Mm. Um. <laughs> so He's... you're the machine. <laughs> but the... um. He's just anyway. legendary. Like. I've never like known a man who's been able to make his living off of just basically being first and foremost, a party guy at Florida state. Right. Cause that's what he was famous for, for a very long time until he really got up in the standup. It was just that he was always a funny guy and fun to hang out with. Right. And yeah, the, the, the one guy I was looking forward to seeing the most was Jay Okerson because he is so filthy and mm-hmm. so funny at the same time. But the funniest act, surprisingly to me, and I, I'd never heard heard this guy stand up before. I'd heard of him, but but Shane Gillis was hysterical. Yeah. He gives he does the best Donald Trump impersonation that I have ever heard. <laughs> yes. Ever heard. He's very much known for impression. It yeah, was that. amazing. Um, yeah, he, I, that was the fun. <laughs> I was like, I, I had. I mean, throughout the night, you were hearing you were hearing the giggles by John. Yeah. Good time. Resonate through the entire crowd. I'm surprised that the comedians didn't make fun of me for it. But. I'm slightly jealous of you. I, I wanted to be at that show because of a lot of the names you mentioned, Bert, uh, Jay, Shane, Nikki, all of them. That's in my comedy world. Uh, like I listened to the bonfire on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jay's one of the hosts on there. Uh, I've, I've watched anything I can on Bert Kreischer. You know, uh, Nikki's funny. Like that's that's my jam. What you went to, and I didn't get to go. So, a little jealous. I do need to bring up something before I, you may have a little bit more yeah. in our chat. Uh, we've been listing things that are, especially Hank himself, 
That's the oh, username in our Twitter. Who are listing things that are better than Odyssey, <laughs> and we're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and he is once again bringing that up. Uh, he's like the Washington State flag on College Game Day with this joke, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, he says Burt Kreischer is greater than or better than Odyssey. So yeah, it's but, a, um, I mean, the, it's a shame it that I didn't get paid enough to to come headline it you know i would have probably Tom Segura was busy yeah. um you mean i was busy i was busy <laughs> yeah. you're right I had a very well, busy I had a great time i'm glad you like my machine story it was <laughs> but it, but the show started at 7 30 and it ended at midnight so i mean there was i mean it wasn't just 10 minute sets i mean they yeah. were there they were on stage from 30 to 45 minutes so you got you got a lot of good quality comedy um and Frankly, I think I think they're onto something with this type of thing, this comedy festival thing. I think it's awesome. Yeah, Netflix um, is a joke, and this may have been so. What's happening is this was already kind of thought of, and then now we're seeing it happen. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is if you have anything to do with Netflix, they have a Netflix is a joke festival going on now. So there's always somebody who has their version of their perfect comedy festival. I just watched Snoop Dogs. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's it's good stuff. Bill Burr had one, but yes, you're right. When these comics get together and they they find the people they think are funny, and then they have these festivals. It's it's tough. I'm I'm really jealous of you. Like this is not me. I'm 100 jealous. You got to go. That's good stuff. Did you knew you knew my shirt size? Yeah. You hooked me up, right? Yeah, you got was... me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was uh, it was a it was a Father's Day gift. Um, my brother, my brother-in-law Richard, reached out to Clarissa and said, "Do you think Jonathan wants to go to this?" And the only reason he texted her is because I don't ever answer anybody's text. But, ever uh, that is but, true. Yeah. That is one hundred percent true. Uh, I mean, I texted you before the show and I said, "John, can you do you do you have the text?" Yeah, uh, <laughs> can you, can you can, read it? Yeah, you can read what I sent you before the show. Now, no, now when he I saw this, yeah, he, he laughed, but I, I. You know, all right. So uh, about ten minutes, I guess ten minutes before the show started, um, Sean texted me and it said, "And I quote, sure wish I had a bidet right about now." <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is, uh, I mean, it was it was legit. He was uh, having a hot mess right there. Just a hot mess express. We got another first time chatter on our Twitch. Uh, we appreciate that. If we see these, we like to stop and say hello because we want to make people who are not on Twitch quite jealous. And also give a shout out to the people who are in jail, uh, or in Twitch. So what up to uh, Birdie Elite? Sup? Good to have you here. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, once again, to remind everybody, we are in our intro portion of today's show. This is episode 362. Uh, John, do you have any more? Because you did say you had a jam-packed weekend. And oh, also, was, Chris, do you have anything you wanted to add to the converse? Hey, Sean. Do I have anything to add to the conversation? Yeah. Chris Chris basically said, and you know, we we talk about this the best we can. And he's like, man, I just had like a, a like, basic kind of week. I'll tell you what I did Saturday night. I sat out there drinking like I usually do at the CBC, really yeah. day drinking, like because we started at four, but like we were slow drinking for whatever reason. Yeah. All it's um, one of those whole day drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Like where it's like a beer lasts you an hour at least. And I don't know why, but um, the Phoenix City Police decided that they were going to, I guess, uh, set up shop right at the 13th and Broad. Smart move. Smart yeah, move. thing. So about every 15 <laughs> minutes, I would get a blue light like disco show because someone was pulling into the uh, parking lot of the CBC and I would have to watch them get searched by cops. <laughs> 
Which was also, I think um, the bar owner, Daryl, was happy more so just because when everyone sees those blue lights pull in, no one wants to leave then. Everyone's like, worried. You know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to just right just slow down a little bit and uh, maybe wait before I get behind the, the, the car and drive right out next to the officer watching me. <laughs> I, I, I have noticed, and I don't know if this is just our, our neck of the woods, if you will. I've noticed increased police, uh, not necessarily activity, but watching for drivers whether it be speeding or on certain nights if i'm out you're like they're they're looking to see if somebody's you know under the influence and you gotta think we're sitting here we record on the 28th of june Mm -hmm. you hear the show on the 29th of june and that means the the fourth of july is right around the corner so yeah y'all be careful this weekend don't be dumb yeah don't be dumb i worked in a field where after the holiday of fourth of july i got to see documentation of people who now don't have the same amount of fingers after the 4th of July weekend. So don't be that guy. Okay. Keep your fingers this weekend. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Uh, we've been going probably close to 20 minutes here on this intro. We don't like to shoot it. You don't like to shoot our, uh, you know what I was going to say. Ooh, 20 uh, minutes dude, is solid. That's dude. That's tap. If I go 20 minutes, are you kidding me? Time to bust. You've Time never gone 20 minutes. Huh? Wait, what? What 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 happened? Time to bust. But uh, yeah. So what happens next? We would go into what we consider our topic of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're going to kind of dive deep into a game that we played or a situation. In this case, it is going to be a game, uh, and we're going to have some thoughts and prayers on it. You but, know the but, drill. But you know it's important. To, you know this one is kind of a throwaway episode. It's just Chris talking, so you can skip it. You can skip to the news if you. The news to. is top notch this week. We got some good stuff. Uh, two people you know could what? have played this game whenever they wanted to but whenever notice, they wanted notice, to notice we didn't yeah i know where your real 90s love is <laughs> let's go to stupid topic Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for for listening to the show, being here. Uh, And if you've listened to the entire intro and and still arrived here, thank you. You took the long way. There's some of you who who decided to take a shortcut. You skipped right to where we are, and that's okay, too. That means you're a fan of the topic, and you want to hear about that, and you didn't want to hear all that stuff in the intro. No worries. Hakuna Matata, I say. I also have to say to myself, Sean, shut up, because at this point, Chris has to do a thing. He's got to properly introduce the topic. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll shut up and Chris is going to do just that. The topic is. Shredder's There it was, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The new ten- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game called Shredder's Revenge. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, ho- oh, Acid says we're hosting a half shell. Richard Power. Hmm. I would totally, kind of like your your fake Miller, uh, not Miller, like your beer hat that's not really a, your Pabst hat, right? 
Mm-hmm. But it's not a Pabst hat. Yeah. We could make some shirts or some paraphernalia that's not Ninja Turtle, but that's it looks just, like Ninja Turtle and it says Richard's Richard Power. But it's just Richards with shells and it's just Richards with shells, yes. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and ninja bandanas on top of the Richards. Yeah. Orange, red, blue, and purple bandanas on them. Yes. <laughs> One weird looking Richard, super furry. John is he's muted. over there. In a, uh-huh. John's muted. He doesn't realize it. Yeah, he's talking, but we're not. It's fine. Anything. It's so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, this is a Game Pass jam, by the way. That made yeah, this, you did you did play it on Game Pass for sure. Yeah, made it easy for me to pick up. Uh, and I have to say, if you ever found yourself in the 90s or late 80s in an arcade playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game or the follow-ups like um, I can't remember the name of the second one. I believe the third one was Turtles in Time. Right? All those things. There is a lot of little nuance to this game that you are going to love. Um, Just it is a love letter to to that era of games to and specifically to this franchise. Uh, and it is by Tribute, who have probably before this was most famous for doing the Scott Pilgrim uh, game. You know, Scott uh, Pilgrim? I don't yeah, know who Pilgram. Scott Pilgrim is. He was a Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, from, uh, I believe it was like 10 years ago. Uh, but... For the most part, it follows, um, okay, the third was Manhattan Project, so the second was Turtles of Time. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, the first one was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's but, just a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it, follow, <laughs> it follows the uh, classic thing of, like, basically, turtles are just hanging around, watching the news. Vern is on there. Remember Vern, John? I do. I remember Vern. Yeah, remember? And, Dude, I, uh, I, I was, this was my childhood. I I don't know why I didn't play this game. I'm, I'm going to keep it real for just a brief moment. This is literally everything I love. Yeah. Um, they're watching news and all of a sudden things start to change and Bebop's on the screen and he's like, Bebop. you know, hey, it's time for Bebop news. And all of a sudden there's the Technodrome and Shredder is taking over New York. And there's only, of course, one group of mutant Ninja Turtles that can stand in his way as well as a reporter with a camera, a rat with a stick. And, uh, after you beat it, a crazy hockey guy, um, named Casey, no relation to the Casey that's been on this show before. Dude. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I can't tell you how much of my life was literally consumed by everything. Ninja turtles, uh, dude, movies, mm. video games, cartoons, just, Anything Ninja Turtle when I was young. So I would have been in, around between like eight to, you know, around eight to 12 years old. Man, yeah, you're not wrong, Chris. This is definitely nostalgic, but it's got a new twist to it, right? Yeah. Uh, the big thing is, okay, so anyone who, of course, used to play them in the arcade, you they were notorious because basically if you ever wanted to, to beat it, you and your friends, you better come with dollars or quarters or be... Very, very skilled, right? Because, you know, you only get three lives. You only get so many opportunities to to extend your run. Um, the health was always shared 
right? So, you know, you'd have to, you'd always have that one friend who, because you're walking, the pizza would be right there and they just wouldn't think about it. Like they've got, they've lost maybe 10% of their health. Meanwhile, right. you're at the bottom of the screen flashing red two seconds from death. And they pick up the pizza. <laughs> they pick up the pizza. You're screwed, you know? Yeah. Uh, and next thing, you know, of course you die and you don't have any quarters. So now they're on their own, which means it falls, uh, falls apart very quickly. Right. Um, but here instead we have two modes. So you have that arcade mode for, for those who really want the challenge and push themselves and, and see how far they can go with this over time. But I think the one that most people are going to do is just the story mode, which kind of takes the whole entire classic experience and adds an overworld, uh, map kind of classic, you know, think Mario classic 2d with little, you know, blink like little checkpoints that you go, Oh, that's world one. That's world two or stage one stage two. Right. And in total, there's about 20 levels that you're going to go through. Um, and honestly the variety and the stuff that's going on those levels is pretty impressive. Like, I don't think you're going to find that a lot of backgrounds repeat, right? Sure. You get certain types of foot soldiers that are always appearing. But as far as things that are going on, themes and all that, they, they are consistently changing and, and being updated where you're going so that you do feel like you're moving forward and seeing the whole city. Like, you know, when you're at the, the TV studio, it's very different from later on when you find yourself at the zoo or maybe some of those places very late in the game that will be an awesome callback to, uh, to those who remember the show and everything that was great about it. And the other yeah, thing, from, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, from a visual standpoint, like legitimate, it's all it's a one hundred percent callback. Mm-hmm. It's it's if you played these games as a youth, as a child, whatever, mm-hmm. it, it, this looks exactly like it. I just I was watching the intro fight. They're going through the studio, and I don't remember in any of the games when they when they toss the enemy, it would come at the screen. That could be something I'm completely just not remembering. It feels like that's something new they added. So like you're fighting full soldiers, one of them kind of flies at you at the screen. That's pretty cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, Chris. From a classic point of view, uh, if you remember us a few years ago, we talked about a Sonic game that these people kind of the yeah. studio made. It was a classic Sonic experience. This is like that. This is this is top notch stuff so far. And Chris, your review so far has been excellent. So please yeah. don't let me uh, talk any longer and keep going. And I think um, the other thing, especially if you're the product of the '90s and you watched the show and and even more so john this probably goes out to you you collected the toys the action figures and all that kind of stuff i mean this is a who's who roster of course you get your bebop and rock steady but you're getting rack king getting wing nut leatherhead remember leatherhead the the southern gator yeah just chop on every one of these dude uh metalhead come on man metalhead was the coolest action figure i think out there Where's Panda Khan? Uh, he was not. Mm. <laughs> but Ground Chuck and Dirtbag were. DLC. Panda will be here. DLC. Uh, and even there's like some cool surprises too um, that allude to the movies. Mainly, I think specifically the big one being uh, the second movie. Where I don't think they just show up, if I recall. They're more so summoned by a, a different character, but I was like, Oh, that's cool that they actually brought them in. So, uh, and, and 
other things too, like you know, the original voice actors all return for this. And while there's Shut not, up. yeah, while there's not a ton of script, you know, it's a nice nod to hear when Raphael speaks or Michelangelo. Uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Michelangelo, like when he says party or something like Calbunga, you know, it sounds like him as you remember it. Right. Um, which is kind of the goal here. Um, and, and honestly, for I would say 90% of this game, both good and bad, it plays like the, uh, the classic uh, game itself. Right. You're going to find yourself for the most part hitting one or two buttons and um, you each character kind of has their own set of stats, right? They're based between range, speed, and power. Um, so, for instance, if you want a character and that's like one out of three stars for each of them, if you want the most balanced character, you pick Leonardo. Why? Because he's got two stars in every single stat. Whereas someone like Raphael has three for power and two for speed, but only one for range. So you have to get close with them, right? Versus someone like Splinter, who is three in power, but he is one in speed and two. Because he's range. old AF. Well, because he's hitting people with a stick. You know? He's or, old AF. That's or you get April, who has three three speed, I think one power and in, in two range or something like that. So, you know, there's a lot of mix-ups here as far as like how how you decide you want to play. Um, I know Josh and I, we played this a lot of this together and he was consistently switching out and trying different ones and trying why to find wasn't the Josh, one. Uh, why wasn't he on the show today? I don't know. Cause he hates us. Uh, that's right. He used to be one of our top Natch fans and now he comes in for memes. Oh yeah. We don't have any memes. We've never done memes. Plus he he's got you. the wrong show. I asked. Oh, the Braves, the Braves must be on. Probably. Yeah. He's probably at the game <laughs> or something. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think for the most part, the combat itself is the same. The big difference though, is that unlike the original one, you actually have progression. So every character can be leveled up from, uh, zero to 10. And as you do this, right, you'll gain additional hit points, more health, but most importantly, you have a special, right? That is kind of like you have to get enough hits in a row without getting hit yourself and you earn one after about level three or four, you're able to bank two of those and eventually you can get three of them banked. And the big thing is that's, that is new here is that once you get that ability to bank three of them, if you get that meter all the way up a final time, you can do like kind of an ultimate move thing that just, you know, they each have like a kind of a distinct move set that they do that really, unleashes a lot of carnage and damage for that's cool yeah so you know that is the one big like motivator for you to keep going through and trying different characters and playing um with randoms online right just so you could come back and uh unlock and figure out you know who you like um also you did allude to you playing with josh so that could have been potentially Mm -hmm. more like a co-op online co-op but you're saying also the game has online multiplayer too you just kind of hinted at that right? yeah well i mean it's all pretty much like when you go set up you when you're starting you go hey do you want to create a party and you can choose to make it something that's private aka i have to send invites um that's only open to my friends right like where if i'm playing and you and john just logged on you could see i have my game and decide oh let's hop into chris's game right 
um, and join me, or you can make it public. And I accidentally did that one time. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, there were six characters and um, gang in the negatives. Here's the first uh, one. Four was pretty hard in the arcade back in the day. Six is chaos. Like it is, is, yeah, you're just hitting buttons. And especially if you are not, I would say Casey, April or um, Splinter, because there's so little difference visually between the turtles, right? Mainly it's like outside of like nosing their weapon and what color bandana there is. It, it can be very hard to track them and what they're doing. And I think the problem with that is when you get to six, there's so much chaos that just trying to keep yourself from being attacked because someone else made an enemy start a, uh, a sequence like where, you know, they're getting ready to hit you and not realizing that they're right behind you or also being able to chain everything together where you're doing damage and not getting in the way of others. It, it could be a pain, right? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a fun thing to some extent, but it, it really is kind of something you don't want to do if you're just trying to beat the game and enjoy it for what it is, is why I would yeah. suggest, you know, I'm like, I, I'm actually two really mad. I'm really Sean's mad at Sean right now for not playing this game with Chris. Cause this is you're talking, I'm hearing what you're saying at the same time, the visuals of the game, mm. uh, the aesthetic is a complete throwback and, and name another game. If you can, where just continual enemies are on the stage coming at you in the form of foot soldiers yeah. that do it like turtles. Does it, if that makes sense where you don't mind the same, now yeah. there are going to be different variations, different color suits. They have different things they do, but for the most part, you're just walking through these levels and there's foot soldiers and you yeah. got to kick their butts, but you love doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Puckhead says double dragon. I was going to say streets of rage. Um, well, th- yeah, but those are like throwback eighties type games, right? Early nineties games. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, those are two good ones. Yeah, for sure. Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, it gets a little hectic there. The other thing I noticed when I was playing, and I don't know because I haven't played the last couple of days if I ever got sorted out, um, if it was just because of launch, but online gameplay seemed to be, uh, it did not seem like it was going to be very long, like where you play for an hour at most before someone starts getting disconnected. And really about the only way to reset it is for everyone to restart their games and reconnect and and go back in and that happened a good bit unfortunately i don't know if it was josh and i's internet just not speaking well but like even when you know i think i have pretty good internet and even when uh i had the public game people were coming in and dropping out pretty quickly right unfortunately so uh i think that might be something that needs to be patched and looked at that just a problem i noticed and I hate to say that because, you know, there's probably a lot of people that the reason they want to play this game um, is is so that they can do do it with their friends and kind of relive their childhood. Right. And have those moments of co-op that you just don't get as often uh, as you used to. Right. Because usually now co-op and, and multiplayer is relegated to IRS sports or or shooters, not something like this. So, yeah, that's a problem. The other thing I would say, again, like I said, while this game 
kind of brings in some things that are nice, like the the overworld map, the the fact that you can actually save the game. Um, there are there are now pizzas on there where some of them are just limited power up and and health things for the one person that picks up. There's also shared pizzas that um, if one person picks it up, it heals everyone in the group, which is awesome. And they usually have those like right before a boss fight. The same time, I think it has a lot of the limitations from that era for better or worse. Like, you know, and the biggest being, I think, movement. When you're a player in this game and everything is on the same pane as you and you're going left and right, you kind of have an easy way to move quickly from the left and right side of the screen because you have a roll and you can roll into an attack. So you'll roll forward and then jump forward and you could go from completely on one side to the other. Right. And that makes it really fun and fluid as far as chaining combos together. On the other hand, when you're moving up and down from a vertical stance, there is no quick way and it feels slow and outdated. Like it hasn't, they haven't figured out how to fix that. And more importantly, just like the classic game, there are these levels that you have to do where you are on a, that's funny. Um, uh, where you are, um, on a uh, skateboard or surfboard, hoverboard, take it right. Like there's consistently, you know, about every three or four levels, you're going to go through these. You remember them, right? Like you would just be sitting there and you'd float up and down and foot soldiers would be flying at you. There might be some little robots and things like that. And there would be holes that you would have to jump over or just make sure you're out of the way. And they're kind of a pain. The levels are just not easy to go through. Um, and they're not fun. Really, you kind of have to spam the exact same type of attacks to make sure you're actually hitting the enemies around you. Um, and you feel like you're when you actually get to the main boss fights, that they're just more of a chore than like you figuring out, oh, this is what the boss is doing, and this is how I overcome it. So, you know, I would like to see if they were to make a sequel of this, kind of try to figure out a way to maybe make the player be able to move up and down a lot faster where maybe I guess from their balancing standpoint, it doesn't completely break the game on the way uh, the rest of it plays, because I do think that is the biggest weakness. And, you know, it, it gets irritating, especially again, like I said, if you have six players on the screen and you really can't tell where the heck you are and move very easily up and down to get out of harm's way. Cause it could be yeah, I, three guys is, fighting and then I'm stuck in the middle of it. Cause I don't realize where I am, but you got, that is a tough thing. I, mm -hmm. I definitely get it. And I, I'm remembering how it felt back in the day. Uh, but this, the way this, the levels are set up, it, it almost is like it's, it can't be any other way. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody who's played these kind of games, the double dragons, the Ninja turtles, you know, whatever, you know, you're walking side to side, uh, only when the levels or the road you're walking on kind of turns where you walk down, mm -hmm. do they seem to walk down fast yeah. at all? Yeah. That's uh, otherwise, it. but they still walk the same. The aesthetic is still the same when the, when the road straightens out, it just, for some reason slows down. Yeah. And that can, yeah, there'll be, cause there'll be times if I remember these games where there'll be an icon flashing on the right hand side and there's going to be something coming in. 
maybe a, a car, a motorcycle, a bus, and you got to go up and down to get away from that that particular vehicle moving or sometimes the tax come in. And so you have to kind of pick the lane you want to be in, if you will. And getting from lane to lane can be a little slow. Yeah. Um, but besides those issues, um, wait, the, did you just talk for like 30 minutes of nothing but issues? No, that was the only oh. time I had an issue. I was going to say, don't say um, it like that. You yeah. praised the game a lot, buddy. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to shout out before we start to wrap this up, because I mean, I just don't think there's a ton you could say about these games. It's not like you could have a 45 minute conversation about the technicality of Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> um, you either played it or you didn't, man. Yeah. Sounds like you just watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Well, I played it. Who, uh, Unlike who was your people. favorite character? Uh, I would say I went through the main story as Leonardo, and that was fine. But actually, since. I've beat it and I've been going back. I really like Raphael and I wish I had, I had stuck with him because I, I was, I was surprised because he's not very slow, but there's really not a huge punishment for ganging close with someone like right. him because he, right. he just beats them so quickly. Yeah, you he know does. that he's legit. He's I got a little power slam movie does too. He does. Yeah. And like I said, like his throws and tosses are, they're top notch. Um, Natch. The the other part of I will shout out with this is um the music, right? Like yeah. the music they the original song is is sang and re uh performed by um Faith No More's Michael Patton. He came in to do that. They asked him to do it and that was what we were playing in the opening there. That's his version and it, it sounds great. More importantly, I don't know how why uh, if it's just the fact that they're a new york entity so therefore they said sure why not we love teenage mutant instrills we're in out or we're in wu-tang uh they got ghostface killer and raekwon to do a song on this soundtrack really? and it is a great moment that fits so perfectly wow. <laughs> and they brought brought a literal smile to my face when it started playing um so the fact that they pulled that off was surprising um also there's a lot of like little collectibles in this that actually feel like they're worth it like you know there there's not tons of it but they give you nice little perks and and you know there's something for you to do um versus then just like discovering things that happens like now you actually have a reason to go do it if you want to get these collectibles um and they're scattered throughout the city so you'll find them over time uh but for the most part I just think this is a game that if you're of our era, right? That era of waking up every Saturday morning, running into the living room at 7 a.m. because you'd need to watch cartoons till 11 a.m. before you go outside and hang out with your friends for the rest of the day, right? <laughs> um, this, this is the game for you. You know, this is the game for those of us who would Friday night get taken to the arcade and, and be left to our own devices for two hours and playing things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter and, you know, Double Dragon, all that kind of stuff from that, from that era, NBA jam. Um, and it, it, it's awesome. I, I will say, I hope that if they were going to make their next game and they're going to do something else that was a throwback, I'd really like to see this studio, um, remake the classic X-Men, uh, anime games. 
from the '90s that were on Genesis and SNES. Oh yeah, those were those were called out in our uh, Twitch chat. Yeah, I, I love those too. They were great. You know, they're like kind of unique, and you just don't see. They were like one of the few licensed properties besides Teenage Mutant Turtles where it didn't feel like complete trash. Right back yeah, then, they, they did it right back then in the mm-hmm. NES, the Super NES, uh, you mm-hmm. know, timeframes. Yes. Um, so I'd love to see that. But that said, I will just wrap by saying that on the scale of Richards, I. Oh, I'm going to go with you're giving it a four. Well, you know me perfectly. Um, <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a four, guys. Yeah, it's totally a four. Four um, times two. Four times two is also correct. Yes, it's it's a solid eight. You know, I don't think this is breaking the mold or or like you know, yeah, gonna push to. If you're not a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or from this era, I don't see you playing this game unless you just love beat 'em ups, right? And you're just like, I gotta play them all. Um, but if you are from our age, this is definitely something that's worth your time. And it's a shame that two people here had game pass and are from that era and could have at any point in the last two weeks asked me to play. And I would have played with them, but instead they had to go Dude, I was hunt Nazis with Nazis. Yeah. All they cared I mean, about was Nazis. I needed to kill every one of them. Uh, you're, you're not wrong though. It, it actually amazes me. Um, it, when I get older, I get a, as I got older, I got a different perspective on things. And one of the things I got a different perspective on was just how freaking popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was. It really was. And to some degree, maybe still is. I was not a fan when the Nickelodeons and what have you kind of changed what they look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is how they should look. I, 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 you know, throwing it back to like the OG movies, there's never been a movie to this day that made me want a piece of pizza like the Ninja Turtle movies knew how to do. I don't know how they were able to do that. And I was watching a video as you talked about the pizzas that you pick up for power-ups. And even in a digital format, um, the way they have the steam kind of rising up from the pizza, you're like, I want I want a piece, I want that pizza. I, I want that. Uh, and being a pizza fan like I am, that's good, good stuff, man. Yeah, and you're not wrong. I should have played this game. I had no excuse. Now I'm going to go play it after this recording and, and not. wish I had thoughts and prayers. No, I'm, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this game. This is... This is Sean's childhood, Ninja Turtles. This is, I need to play it. I can't not. I'm not saying I'm playing with you. That didn't, did you ever really play? <laughs> and, and I was going to ask John until he said some, some bull crap about Ninja Turtles being less than Origins. Oh, oh please, please let me play with you, please. That please. does not sound right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to retract what I just said. <laughs> I mean, look, Sean, do you really yeah. do you really want to experience this without me? I punch the air. You do destroy air. You're not wrong. Uh, you're probably right. I'm probably going to ask you to play it. I was thinking, you know, you, Chris, myself, uh, and and Josh, since he does apparently have a uh, Xbox now, I completely forgot about that again. Yeah. But yeah, good times, good times. Could good review, Tommy man. Too. Good stuff. So yeah, if you got Game Pass, go get it. It's Ninja Turtles for God's sakes. Turtle Power. Cowabunga. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News 
Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached our news section of our program, a news segment, if you will. And this is where the most important news you need to hear all week as it relates to video games is given to you. And uh, and really to lead off with some really cool stuff is John talking about this Nintendo Direct, we uh, this mini we had, right, or, or having. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Direct, uh, it was a bit of a mini, much like the topic today was a little bit of a mini. Little shout, minutes. little shout. It was 30 uh, minutes. Let's talk about the news announced today in the Nintendo Direct. It was, um, I thought it was a pretty solid one. Uh, I, 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 but of course, I had low expectations. Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are coming to Nintendo Switch. Persona 5 is coming October 21st, along with the um, other console releases. <sighs> Uh, and the other two are coming soon with no release date announced. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming what? to Nintendo Switch <laughs> in a new bundle that will combine all 10 games and will include a new art gallery and music library mode. This one has been requested for a long, long time. The uh, Mega Man Battle Network series is um, has a very, very hardcore fan base. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is releasing on October 20th. That's, uh, you're excited about that one, buddy. The game will include Bowser as a new playable character. Portal Companion Collection comes to Switch today and will include Portal 1 and 2. Oh. Mm-hmm. Near Automata, the end of Yora edition is coming to Switch. The game will include all previous DLCs as well as exclusive costumes, and will release on October 6th. Harvestella is a new RPG in the style of Stardew Valley coming from Square Enix. The game will release on November 4th. Return to Monkey Island is coming to consoles first on Nintendo Switch. Classic. I don't think we got a release date on that, but I could be wrong. A new demo was announced for Live Alive that will release today and include three chapters of the game. The actual game will release on July 22nd. Minecraft Legends is coming to Nintendo Switch in 2023. Uh, this was announced along with um, other platforms, although we had not yet confirmed that it was indeed coming to Switch. But now, true, the other one. Now was we Xbox, know that right? it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me personally, um, I thought this was just going to kind of be a, one of those little throwaways. But we got a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. from this. Um, most notable, I, I honestly thought at this point, Mario plus Rabbids was probably going to suffer from a delay and be pushed to 2023. So I'm pleasantly surprised that that is going to be coming out this year. Uh, Ubisoft, I think announced a much more expansive, uh, view of the game. Um, Wednesday morning, 9am Pacific time, I believe was the time. Um, Harvestella kind of stood out for me. Um, it had that, it had that, um, Stardew Valley element to it, but it had that RPG battle system really looked, uh, good. I think it's also coming to PC as well as switch. Um, but, but as far as consoles, it's a switch. It's a cool name for a game. It looked really cool. I would, I would take a look at it if you, if you have not seen that. I have been looking for an opportunity to jump into the Mega Man, um, battle network, uh, games never had the opportunity, so I'm looking forward to that uh, coming out soon. Just a is lot. That, of- is that the official name of all the Mega Man games now? That's a no. mouthful. 
No, it's it's a sub it's a subgenre of of Mega Man. Oh. So there's Mega Man primary then we, series, then, then there's Mega Man X for for the Super NES and beyond, and then there's this one, which is sort of a it, it's kind of a uh, turn based game. Boo! Not, really? Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't like the turn based games a lot, man. I always forget that. Um, near Near Automata was a was a surprise. I'm curious to see how it how it runs and how it looks on Switch. So I bet that's using Cloud from Xbox since they have that support. That's just Chris screams. is implying that Switch can't handle it because of how. Well, I mean, that's no, they, on, that's a partnership. Did they, did they specifically say that? No, but I would just that's something He's I'm speculating. Yeah, right I'm now. speculating. I'm like, you have this Cloud thing, and you're doing this with games. That seems like a good one to do it for, you know, because it's a very pretty game. See, he's saying it's resource heavy and the Switch can't handle it. I told you. Yeah, they, they, you can run Doom on this on this thing. Mm-hmm. Cloud-based Doom. Um, I think it's, <laughs> yeah, October is now apparently uh, Tactical RPG Month, right? You get Mario Rapids, and I think earlier that month is when the Marvel Midnight Suns is coming out October seven ish I yeah. think it is. So you know it's a good honest, month to John, be a fan of that. You know, I I say this a lot and some people may call it just podcast speak. Look, we got us the own term for like, you know, when we just say stuff that's not real. I I try not to do that. You really your love for the Mario plus Rabbit series really makes me go, Sean, play the game. Just play it, give it your best, see what turns out of it. See what I did? Turn. Oh, it's, uh, I think, I think it's got, I thought it was like a throwaway. Yeah. We, we shovelware thing when I first saw it, because I mean, the rabbits, um, were sort of that shovelware series on the Wii. Um, oh, wow. And you know, I just, well, they were. Yeah. So what'd you say? Wow. For <laughs> no, I said, yeah, for a while. I was oh, agree. Okay. It's, for it's not an attack. <laughs> He didn't say, yeah, he, I thought he said, wow, too. So tighten up the mumble mouth, Chris. <laughs> the mumble mouth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's when I started playing it, I was just, I was so blown away by it. And, you know, it's, it's actually introducing that game at E3 was, is probably my favorite moment at E3. The, the, the guy, the director of the game is sitting out in the audience. They wouldn't let him on stage because, you can't be ten within ten feet of Miyamoto, but the guy was sitting in his in the audience crying because what he was watching was Miyamoto talking about the game he was working on. Yeah, it was such an emotional moment, um, and it was well it was well worth it. Um, definitely looking forward to to Mario Plus Rabbits. And Sean, I would definitely if the, if there was one that you would that, that that you should try, I would I would want you to try this one. And I I did I did start it. I remember starting it. I don't remember what happened. My memory of it isn't that it sucked. It's just that I got pulled away from something else, didn't really get really going into it. I remember it being a very aesthetically pleasing game, uh, a challenge, but not like maybe too hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not like a Final Fantasy Tactics, if you will. That game just looked hard. It gets harder. It gets hard. Does it? Does it? Does it get like the uh, what was that game? The Alien? No, not Aliens. The tactical XCOM. game. XCOM. XCOM. Yeah. Yeah, it's been compared to XCOM. Oh. Oh. XCOM is. Go. XCOM's up there in difficulty. Right. Yeah. So if 
Mario plus rabbits gets up there. But there's no, there's not permadeath in that, right? In rabbits? Yeah. yeah like, no. like if, yeah. That's always the fun, fun stuff. Yeah. That's when you say, I don't, I, just, I was just kidding. Reload previous save file. Do you know what I hope's fun? Are you doing a pivot? Yeah. Is this an actual in the motion pivot? I want now. I need to know what you hope is fun, Chris. I hope Overwatch Two is fun, Sean. It might be. It yeah. might be. I got some news on Overwatch Two. It's going to fully replace the original Overwatch at launch. Director Aaron Keller confirmed the re- replacement during a Reddit AMA. Here's a quote: When Overwatch Two launches on October fourth will be a replacement for the current live service. That's the end of the quote. Now, this confirms that the original Overwatch will no longer be playable, and instead the game will prompt you to perform an update for Overwatch 2. Blizzard is pursuing this model in order to retain a unified player base. Mm. Smart move, boys. What do you think on that? Yeah, you don't want to divide it out. And I think I know some people are going to be upset because there's going to be the difference of um, because what classic I think is six players, and now this is going down to five players. So there'll be those that are a little bit upset about that. I get it. Wouldn't be surprised if over time they add that mode back or bring it back limitedly. But I think the only thing that would really matter to players with this is that all those things that they've unlocked through, you know, as far as cosmetics and stuff from the first game, as long as that all carries over in the yeah, way all your it would. Stuff. Kind of like the way it does from like when Apex, when we go from like season one to season two, Fortnite, whatever, Rocket League, take all those live as service games. As long as that's happening, I mean, yeah, that this is what you should do. Otherwise, as they said, like you're just going to have this group that only plays Overwatch 2 because it's a new thing. And then you might have this other group that they are like, no, screw those guys. We want our core original experience for whatever reason. You know, I think it's just a better idea. Don't what I'm wondering is if, if the decision to do this was because of how they saw the divisiveness in the World of Warcraft World of Warcraft player base with classic versus retail, and they're like, even though the same amount of people are playing the games, yeah, it, they I, don't. I don't think they I mean? care with WoW though because they are, they're getting their 15 bucks from you a month, right? Yeah, that's all they care about with that. So you know, here they're not going to get that 15 bucks. They're going to get. Uh, you know, free to play is what they're going yeah. to here. So, yeah. you know, they, they care knows? about I was, you playing. I was trying to think, of, or do we know any other game who's done this? I was thinking Destiny was similar to this when it went to Destiny 2, but not quite. Um, Destiny 2, I guess now is that way, right? Like where everyone has to be on the latest version of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I could see eventually Halo if Halo has releases and changes that that could eventually go to it. But I don't know. Outside of those live service games that we see out there that really more so don't have sequels. They just have new seasons. And those changes are forced upon everyone. Well, what's going to be forced upon in this moment is a really awkward pivot talking about Overwatch into news out of the from software camp chris yeah the, what light, up? the light-hearted uh folks at from software <laughs> elden ring and dark souls developer from software has published a new recruitment website that invites candidates to apply for a variety of new positions at the studio 
According to the site, the developer is working on several new projects, so it looks like multiple games are in the works at the studio. Could we be getting a new secure blood Blookborn? Uh, From Software has also confirmed that their next game is in the final stages of development. I believe the hardcore rumor of that is a uh, new version of Armor Core, which is something they did a long time ago before they did uh, Demon Souls. And supposedly that's coming next year is the rumor, which would be awesome for those who like Armor Core, because I know that used to have a very hardcore base that was dedicated to that kind of stuff. I've never played them, but hey, mech games are fun. So everyone should go play it. I don't know about sequels, though. Who knows? They seem to be shying away from that, from what they've been saying. Yeah, they're just the next thing's in the vein of a previous game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely not going to do a Elden Ring 2. <laughs> <laughs> they might not. Who knows? But, but from the sales, like money talks, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. That would definitely be the one, right? If you're going to do one, why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, we got some sad news to report on somebody. I just spoke about, you know, money. This person probably saw uh, this particular thing make a lot of money and a lot of changes in his lifetime. But John's going to fill us in on that. Hey, those at home who are listening and didn't watch this go live on Twitch. Unfortunately, as John was literally in the opening of this news story, his power went out. Um, don't know if he's coming back and maybe uh, at some point you'll you'll hear from him again. But until then, um, I'm actually going to take over this news story now. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to report that Bern- Bernie Stoller, the former president of Sega America, one of the founding members of Sony Computer Entertainment of America, has died at the age of 75 at Sony Entertainment of America. Stoller was responsible for helping secure a successful launch lineup for the original PlayStation. He helped sign franchises such as Crash Bandicoot, Ridge Racer, Oddworld Inhabitants, Spyro the Dragon, and Battle Arena Toshin. Uh, Toshinden. Toshinden. Uh, yeah, I can't. I got, I got you, bro. That's why I'm here. He left Sony to become the president of Sega, Sega, Sega. of America. Maybe he's the reason we got to play Crazy Taxi uh, in NFL 2K. I don't know. But yeah, those were good games. I can tell you this. I definitely remember with my original PlayStation playing the heck out of some Crash Bandicoot and Ridge Racer. So that very, uh, very good uh, career there. And uh, yeah, that's sorry awesome. It's, it's kind of funny as you remember playing those games that we listed as far as the franchises he helped bring in. I didn't play any of those. Did you ever. have an original? Yeah, Sony? I had an original uh, PlayStation, but I don't. I don't remember what I played on it right now okay i know that's crazy i don't i don't remember i remember more about my dreamcast than i do about my first xbox which i did eventually get or my first playstation which is crazy um i don't know i would uh yeah rest in peace bernie uh thank you for what you brought to the gaming community our next title is called double it i don't know how to pivot to that double it double it you know, take what you have, half it, and then double it. Valve has announced that it will begin shipping out more Steam Deck handheld devices in Q3. See, John, Q3 is quarter three. Ooh. As the company has increased its production. Yay, we're getting stuff. 
Here's a quote. Hello. Hey. Some great news on the production front. We just sent the last batch of Q2 emails, and we'll start sending Q3 reservation emails on the 30th. That's mere days away, ladies and gentlemen. Production has picked up, and after today, we'll be shipping more than double Wow! the number of Steam Decks every week. That's the end of that quote. The Steam Deck has experienced a slow rollout due to the obvious constraints in the industry of late, which we're talking about, of course, chip shortages and COVID and all that good stuff. So there you go. If you have uh, been wanting to get your hands on a Steam Deck, uh, pay attention. There's going to be some emails going out soon. Yeah. I've been hearing more and more about people who ordered them. Yeah, way, way back, finally getting theirs. So sounds like ultimate poop game device. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Does it does it take the throne from the switch? Get what I did there. Um, I don't know. Maybe the switch needs to take a large pay cut. Speaking of large pay cuts, Speaking of pay cuts, I can't wait to hear Chris say this name. Use Gilmot. Oh, that's like a ten, Chris. Good job, buddy. Yeah, it helps when you're the CEO. You're like, of, I know that guy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Will voluntary take a? $327,000 pay cut for the coming year, according to a Ubisoft rep. Quote, this is a personal decision by Yves Gilmont, which he took considering that the company had not reached the financial targets that publicly communicate to the markets. He essentially waived his annual or annual variable compensation, which is basically his bonus. Despite the commercial success of AC Valhalla, the company... Valhalla! The company has struggled with success that it has experienced in the past. And I mean, the one good thing is what we had the, uh, I think the news today that the, the ERSB had officially like rated skull and bones, the, uh, you know, boat game that they were making. Uh, I think it's raid mature. So that usually means if you got the mature rating it's all done and you've, you've got a synopsis that they've approved, that's a good sign that your game is pretty close Plus to, uh, out, yeah. to being released. That's dope. What, what made me sad about that story is that his, his bonus. Yeah. Is if it's $327,000. I know. Like I'm waiting. we like, well, what's the salary? Right. <laughs> like, yo, John uh, crazy says stuff. It, his power's uh, back, but he's having some trouble getting booted back up. Oh no. Uh, that would not be bueno if his computer burnt up. But what is bueno is that we have a release date for a Plague Tale, and that is Requiem. Right. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to read about it. Focus Entertainment and Asobo Studio have announced that a Plague Tale Requiem will launch this October 18th. It's like two months away, ladies and gentlemen. The game showed off over 10 minutes of gameplay in its latest trailer. You should check that out. The game will take place six months after the original title and will continue the story of Amicia and Hugo. Hugo. As a trip. As a Hugo? Hugo. Hugo? Hugo. I haven't played the first one. Is that the right way to say it? Well, whenever I see Hugo in anything, I just think of uh, Hugo. Lost. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. Hugo. Yeah. yeah. It makes, it makes complete sense. As they travel uh, south in hope of saving Hugo, Hugo, Hugo from his illness. In this sequel, combat will play a more significant role while maintaining its puzzle and stealth roots. Yeah. I'm excited. I downloaded uh, Plague Tale uh, to, for, to my Xbox to get ready for this. So that's I think that's going to be next or very soon the next of a game I play. 
It's Are you going to replay one? it? I might replay it right beforehand because it's not a super long game. I think it's like at most like 15 hours, right? Yeah. So, um, but I love it because, you know, like at the first half, you think it's just going to be a stealth kind of walking type game and that's it. But as you get deeper and deeper, it just, there's, it grows and like the things that you start to do and all that without really spoiling too much um, are great. And also just the environment itself, like it's, it's, while maybe it doesn't have that naughty dog level of polish, it is that level of kind of immersion where you kind of feel like how disgusting things and what's going Rats. on are there. Yeah. And also the tension as you're sneaking around trying yeah, to get, I can't wait for that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, also just really good relationship, like brother and sister relationship, like, you know, that like kind of thing where the young kid is being unreasonable, doesn't realize it. And, you know, then is in turn pissed off at the older kid who's trying to do what's best for them. Those kind of moments. Uh, you know that you're a parent. You do it to your children all the time. Uh, but finally this week, Sean, I'm sorry. I was a little confused because Amazon told me something was on its way. Well, it's well, some coffee I ordered. Well, then, and then I just got it today, but it was delivered it was since Saturday. Amazon, step your game up, dude. Well, let me uh, unconfuse yeah. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Where are we in the news, Chris? Where are we? Finally this week. Xbox dominates in Japan? That's kind of weird, right? No, because Phil owns the world. At Dude, now. I got to say, <laughs> that Xbox console is that is a good console, man. Feels like whose world is this? Feels world. <laughs> Xbox is outselling the PS5 in Japan as Sony struggles to get units out the door. Pfft, that's not the reason why. It's because Game Pass. Uh, according to uh, <laughs> Mitsu, the Xbox Series sold twice as many consoles as the PS5 last month. Uh, Microsoft has historically struggled in Japan, and this will likely be a temporary setback for PlayStation. Nuh-uh. This is the new norm, obviously. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's why my light's green tonight, boys and girls. Right? Um, and they will be back to dominate Japanese sales in the coming months, but it's clear that Microsoft is benefiting from Sony's supply chain issues. I think it's actually the second straight month this has happened now. Yeah. Um, and then do you, do you picture like I do? Because we, we, we know the corporate world. We know about these boardroom meetings. Mm-hmm. This very same thing is getting brought up at Sony. Probably so. I mean, yeah. the good thing is like there hasn't been some major console exclusive, right? That that really speaks to Japanese gamers that would like, if it was an issue tomorrow, would be like, oh, this is on both consoles, right? Um, and, and the other thing to keep in note here, I think, is just that, and this says a lot for how much uh, their society over there has changed maybe the last 10 years compared to how it was before, um, starting out with PS4 and all that. They are so much more mobile-based now. You know, There's a reason why the Switch dominates in Japan between all three of them and why I think even when they get them in... Uh, Sony isn't uber concerned with Japan versus America, right? And it's because of that. Because it's like Sony's like, we need as many PS5s as we can 
because we're hoping that we have God of War this fall and we want people to have the excuse to spend the extra $10 so they can play the $70 PS5 version versus then, you know, um, someone in Japan where obviously God of War is not going to sell nearly as much over there. It's not really something it speaks to. To them, they're probably like, oh, we want whenever Final Fantasy 16 launches next year. Um, that's when we want a bunch of PS5s in Japan, right? Because that could be a problem if if it's, you know, if if the choice is PC or PS5, well, you might have a bunch of people go to PC. Who knows? I don't know, but I got to tell you, like I said, I, I literally brought my Xbox over here to my gaming setup. And I just got looking at the console a little bit more and I was like, they they really it it really is just easy. Now I'm on the heels of trying to get my PS5 replaced because of the bootleg rear USB that I'm dealing with. So maybe that's where a lot of my feelings coming from. I don't know. Mm. Um, but what I do know is, you know, that's the end of news, isn't it? That's uh, the end of news. In theory, yes, it is. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like John is still back online. But you know what, Sean? What's that? Uh, after I set volumes correctly and the music starts coming in, that means there's only one thing left to do. You know what that is? What's that? Wrap this up. Never. Yeah, I think if John was here, he might say, Just to be safe. <laughs>[no_transcription]
As I'm sitting here, I do want to point out that in gaming, Overwatch 2 is trending, and that's because the closed beta test kicks off. Uh, it would have already been happening, or maybe I, it says kicks off Tuesday. We record on Tuesday. You hear this on Wednesday. I don't know what that means. Uh, we shall we shall see. Uh, but as far as anything else, I really don't see anything else that we want to highlight. Uh, I'll go to notifications one more time. Nothing hey, um, there and I, what's up? Sean, I just want you to know in our spam email, we got a letter from the FBI. Yeah. Right. And yeah, at least they tried. Apparently they intercepted and seized a sealed envelope at JFK international airport. Okay. Okay. Wow. And, um, when they scanned the sealed envelope, because apparently they can do this, they found it contained a total sum of $4.1 million in certified payment bonds. Um, and it had our names on them. We, we get, we rich. We're we rich. Did it. It's we over. rich dog. I don't care about the show anymore. <laughs> I'm Thanos it for real now. We, Thanks, we rich dog. We've made it to the mountaintop. Uh, you normally I want to highlight any new uh, followers this week. We don't have any new followers. That's not look, not having emails or new followers. Not a it's not a trend. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, we actually just just get an email. It's uh somebody somebody probably listening live said so check emails again. Probably their name was Draven. If that, want, we, it's it's not a very deep email. It just said please no because I don't think he wants me to Thanos things. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Hey, but if you do want to follow us on Twitter, Weekly Games Chat, that's how you find us, and you'll see things like a retweet of a Kratos picture and other things. Uh, but thank you guys so much for the love you have showed us, you know, before. Um, but sure. we, no, all hope is not lost. We do have a wonderful Discord community that I highlighted in our intro. And in that Discord community, we have a section that we call emails. Um, whoa. Whoa. We also have somebody who just joined our community today, uh, one minute ago. So welcome to that person. Dang. I don't want to say their name yet. I want to officially say hi to them in the Discord. But uh, over to emails. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, at five nineteen today, mere moments before we started our recording, one Chris WGC says this my email inbox is empty i will thanos 100 episodes and they will be ones you miss it's true acid sugar so it's totally should not have said this because he was amazing but says make sure they're the one i'm in <laughs> so chris then replied well we're going to keep the ones acid sugar in and nba 2k episodes yes uh so then Punkhead, this conversation kind of continued itself. They say you can judge a man's girth by the size of their uh, mouth. With that said, we're still waiting on Spooky P's OnlyFans. Or maybe he can be the hype man on Sean's DJ stream. P.S. Big ups and shout out to WGC's highly debated and hotly contested number one fan, Nacho, for getting engaged because that did happen. Yeah, congrats. If we, had some, if we had some horns and things, we would do it. Nacho, head boy, is engaged. Is engaged. Yay. Uh, Dr 
Draven wanted to say today, sorry I've missed the past few live podcasts, but wanted to let you know I listened to the downloads and you guys still kick arse. Thank, Thank you. you so much for those kind words. Um, and then today, uh, <laughs> just a few moments ago, uh, the lovely Huck MS says best couch co-op memories. And for me, Chris, that's super easy. Uh, if you want me to lead off, uh, so you can piggyback off of it, I will do that for you. Uh, but this one is super easy for me. Go for it. Oh. So, so you want me to lead off? No, I mean, I can, and you can piggyback. If oh, you want. go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Man. So for me, uh, this was one of the, maybe the last time I've done this like this so a god of uh i'm sorry gears of war was coming out i think it was gears of war th- three four three or four three three chris is confirming three because i know uh, what you're already had- referring to <laughs> so uh we were a group of us were at work and the idea of the last great land party couch co-op if you will uh that's what i'm considering couch co-op literally being right there with my persons uh we decided this was going to happen uh, and so our friend, uh, what's his name in our community? Does he have a name? No, it's friend of the show, Jeff. He's been on yeah. doing episodes. We can. So Jeff was like, how about this? Bring your game and chairs. Come to my house. We're going to take the day off. And we're going to play the you know what out of gear. We, we did a whole thing where we went and got breakfast. I think we got lunch. Uh, and it was it was very memorable because there was there was yourself, mm-hmm. Jeff, me. I feel like there was somebody Adam. else. Was Adam there? Adam was, Adam there. was there. And that was, was that it? That, yeah, was, did, did Darren end up showing up? Was there five or was there just four? No, you, the max was four. Max was four. And so I, I can't remember a time since then that I've done that. Uh, you know, online gaming's become pretty easy. But that for me is uh, because I was sitting next to everybody and we were kind of just sitting there chilling, playing a game is going to always be etched in my memory as one of the greatest moments ever. Um, Let's see. For me, it would have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> it but, would have been. But my my co-host didn't <laughs> want to come over and play that with me on the couch, so I had to play with Josh online. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you can't go wrong with Halo, and especially Halo 2 back in the day, doing a LAN party with that, having a blast together um, for hours on end. You know, that's, that's why I always take up. Uh, just to update the crowd here. So as of tomorrow, the only episodes we're going to have on the show will be Sonic Mania. Just making sure I get all the good ones that we keep. Uh, NBA 2K18. Uh, there's that. We can keep... We'll keep uh, the Game Awards from 2017. That seems relevant. Um... Into the Breach, Celeste, They Are Billions, Nintendo Labo. There you go. That's the one you all want to hear. I'm destroying this show. Um, did uh, did, did, I, did you guys let me do a Nintendo Labo episode? There was a Nintendo Labo Holy episode. Holy. You know, it's actually even worse. We did a Hollow Knight episode. I didn't think we did, but we did way back. <laughs> so we're screwed for so next week. When the when the idea of retro, retro game came out. Yeah. Uh, Chris was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out here. I'm going to play Hollow Knight. I'm going to prepare to do it for the first time ever for the show. Yeah, we totally forgot. Uh, We got Madden 19. I'll keep that one. Um, Top game so far, 2018. I'm sure that's a classic. 
you know, keep that on there. Um, and the last thing, oh, and we'll definitely keep Red Dead Redemption too. Everything else is going and Star Starlink Bow for Atlas. Remember that classic? But I, I kind of, yeah, I do. John really <laughs> loved Starlink. He, he really did. did. Everything uh, else John, is gone. Speaking of John, Chris, we don't have to do anything, but he oh, says he wants to jump no. back in. Oh, okay. Uh, so he can jump back in. We can keep the recording going. Yeah. We can make this as awkward as possible. Come on back in, buddy. Come on back in. Cause I want to hear if he's got a couch co-op. Okay. Come on so back in. I've got to, it's fine. You just got to go ahead and resize the thing. Get it back. I got to right. resize you. His yeah, is fine. Resize me. It's yeah. fine. It'll, it'll work out. Twitch, you guys on Twitch, be okay. Uh, John, as you make your way back in, you're going to get hit with a few things right here. There's a, you got to answer a question that was fielded to us in the Discord emails. And can you hear me? Yes. And Draven hey, wants back. to make sure that your PC is okay. Oh, yeah. Everything's okay. Uh, that, that was my point. You got enough candles, buddy? Did, every, did it go? Yeah. I bet with everything shutting off, I bet my camera. Oh, you look like uh, Hank does, from Me, Myself, and Irene. Spot on. Go ahead and give us an update, John, because this right now is still, even with all the delaying we've done, the shortest recorded episode of Weekly Game yeah. Chat at some time. So go right ahead and I talk. Had, I, had to, I had to stretch it out some. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that was uh, just say, you know, for anybody, when this stuff happens, that's why you, that's why you own a surge protector. I, I had one. I'm, I, I didn't mean to scare the audience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, the, I think it's dark in here because probably me, my, probably my default, it went back to my default settings on my camera when it showed Yeah. Up. It looked like it's like literally about, it's either early morning or really about to go dark outside. But as you can see from outside, it's not <laughs> right. It's so crazy the way the light captures on that camera. Did it scare you when the light for me, anytime power goes out like really fast, I go, <gasps> Well, the thing about it, what happened, it's always my monitors. For some reason, it has, I, I, I thought, I, I did thought, I did thought, I thought that I fried my monitors because they weren't reading the PC. They weren't, they weren't picking up the signal from the PC. I tried my Xbox Series S. It wasn't picking up a signal on my Xbox. Like it just now? Just now. Wow. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out if I'd fried them. But luckily, I, I just unplugged the monitors for about 10 seconds, plugged them back in. That seemed to just kind of reset everything. Tested the Xbox, it booted back up. Tested the Switch, it booted back up. Well, I, before you, I ask you the question that was the email, I need to tell you this. This is very important as a new bidet owner. Draven yeah. has said, don't forget to check your bidet. It turns the hot water off. He froze his booty when theirs went out. It's cold AF. He's not even joking. <laughs> I haven't even checked to see. I don't think there's a. We'll find out a, next week if John's booty got cold after the power went out. The first night you know, that there's freezing temperatures in Georgia this year. Be an interesting yeah, I experience. I don't think the bidet. I don't think the bidet that I have has a warm setting. It could. I don't think it does. But Yours just oh. is blasting cold constantly. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know what I hear when I think of that? Let them eat cake, simpleton. That's so funny. <laughs> Let them eat butt cake. <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, John, we had a question asked by Huck MS in our Discord emails. 
best couch co-op memory. And to ref- to give you a refresher on kind of what Chris and I spoke of, mm-hmm. um, we I said there was a, a moment in time where Jeff, friend of the show Jeff, invited us over for Gears of War 3 release. We all had our uh, game yeah, chairs set up. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> epic. We all had our Xboxes. I mean, epic. Chris I said... I wasn't invited. You, Yeah, that's when I thought you hated me. It's fine. Chris said his Halo memories. Really Halo 2. Really Halo 2. Sitting there next to his friends playing Halo. You can't mm. beat that. That touches a place in your in your memory. You know, you can't. Do you have any favorite, like that sort of couch co-op memory? Literally in the same room playing with folks. Um, if you need a moment to think on it, I can. We had some follow ups or a follow up. Um, if you want me to read that real quick while you gather some thoughts, I know you're kind of getting back in. Well, two things. Um, two things. And and the audience over the years has probably heard this story at nauseum. And I know it's not technically couch co op, but I do have two. The first one is the first Thanksgiving that I spent alone with my wife. We your, your wife. We bought. We bought two copies of Skyward Sword, set up two TVs in the room, and we played them together. That's not couch co-op. I understand that, but it's it's halfway couch co-op. But secondly, I have always enjoyed couch co-op with Diablo 3 with, with, with Clarissa. She's very fun to play with. Who's Clarissa? <laughs> My wife. Your wife. Uh, plus, plus, when it comes to... Plus, when, when it comes to Diablo 3, whenever I get gear, I'm going, okay, so what do I keep? She goes, keep that, get rid of that, get rid of that, keep that, keep that. She's like she's like a savant when it comes to this stuff. She's very good at it. But those those have always been my best memories uh, with with couch co-op because, quite frankly, I'm not, I'm not really big into couch co-op. I, as you brought that up, there was a time... Uh, we were at, we Why were visiting. Put his face in his hand because in our group chat, like you know, with Slade and all of them, he just sent things that this is one hundred percent real, and it's from the Nutter Butter, um, <laughs> from the Nutter Butter Twitter account, and said from today. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to read this. Their tweet was simply "N is for the way you nut at me." <laughs> The N and oh, butter, but, but we're talking about nuts that make peanut butter. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, but when you coming back to the couch co-op, uh, <laughs> I I remember we visited her dad in in South Carolina, and uh, her dad, for whatever reason, in in their room, they had brought the uh the Nintendo, the GameCube, and so it was very rare that my wife, your wife, ever plays video games with me. Ever, but this time we sat at the footboard of her dad's bed, kind of with our backs against it, and we were playing a Mario game. And when I think of it, hopefully it comes to me. But it had to do with baseball. So there was this challenge. Maybe it was called Super Mario Baseball All Stars or something. There was a challenge where there were these plates on the on the screen, and you had to hit the ball into the plates. And we played this game for hours there. And then we ended up buying it and playing it at home. So that's a pretty good memory when it comes to her specifically. I have to change mine now. You got a different Because I've got one that has Sean and Bobby Joe in it. Oh. Yeah. This one night, I don't even remember this. This one Do night I? we went and got margaritas and no. Um, <laughs> but no. Netflix um, and you. Actually, no. Like way back, I think it was like Sean's 
like 30th oh it was my 30th birthday yeah yeah and um speaking of great co-op games together again um again thank you for inviting me (laughs) good times that's that's on bobby joe (laughs) but uh we played rock band all that birthday um yeah and it was you know and really bobby just sang you know because that was about the most she could do yeah, she um, wasn't good at the guitars. But the me, drums. yeah, me and Sean had a blast doing the guitars and the drums for everyone uh, while we did that. And I did terrible yet also awesome covers of Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, you did because I went all that out game on in the, itself. That's one of the best co-op couch co-op games ever because you you had to have everybody there for sure. Oh, I miss those times. Uh, in chat, uh, Acid Sugar said Goldeneye 007 with the fam mm. proximity mines stacked on top of each other over and over and getting stuck in the bathrooms and facility. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so then I, this is, this came in as well and it's an email. So we need to read it before we move on. Cause you know, this is kind of getting near the end there, boys. Uh, Valise for vigilant says what game features the Zen Cohen? That's a question. The answer always remembered across the river before telling the crocodile. He has bad teeth breath. Why did I read teeth? There you go. I have no there idea. you go. I just read that out loud, and John may or may not have heard it. But, ladies and gentlemen, notice that we had to rely on our Discord emails, which is fine. They were top-notch, and that one question spawned some content. So there you go for that. But here we are. We're at the end of the show. You know? This is, this is where we are. It is what it is. This has been episode 362. Uh, the title of the episode this week was TMT, TMNT, sorry, Shredder's Revenge. Thank you so much for listening. Also, thank you to the folks who joined us on twitch.tv. Uh, That's, of course, at Weekly Games Chat. Wherever you download podcasts and listen to this show, please leave us a review so your friends can find us. Here's your reminder. If you want to communicate with the show and send an email, you can do that to weeklygameschat at gmail.com, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And also, we're on Twitter. All you got to do is search for at weekly games chat. And once again, shout out to our loving and wonderful discord community. Thank you for being awesome. And if you want to be a part of that, there are ways you can find to join it to Chris and John game on to both of you game on John game on Sean game on to both of you. Peace out everybody. Your mom's box. Glad I came back. <laughs>